Cheers, buddy. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, so I want to think about the Christmas story a little bit. We're gonna go on a we're gonna gonna go on a journey in a little minute with something very precious and fragile, and see how well we can look after precious, fragile things. Uh, but first of all, I want you to tell me some words you think of when you think about Christmas. Turkey. Turkey. All right. Turkey. Any other words that we think when we think about Christmas? All right. We'd have thought we'd have had that one first, since we're in a church, but never mind. <laughs> Anything else? Go on, Dan. Presents. Go on, Dan. Family time. Presents. Family. Okay. Any more? Father Christmas, at least we've got him after Jesus. Father Christmas, Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer. Who said what then? Go on, Seth. Advent calendars. Did you get one? What is it? Which one is it? Two. Do you know how many I got, Seth? Crackers. Advent. Oh, I'm going to have a go. Advent calendars. Crackers. All right, anybody else? Holly and Ivy. Giving. All right, that'll do. Michael Bublé. I can't hear because my hat's over my ears. There we go. Brussels. Come on, you're loving this look, I can tell. Snow, snow of course. Why didn't anybody say snow? Okay. I think I might cope for a few minutes without it. Oh, it's chilly without an hour. Mulled wine. Uh, you're a Mackenzie. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we're going to come back to these in a minute because I want to make my Christmas list of things to do with Christmas according to the Christmas story. But first, let me read you these words. Uh, I'll have to actually use my Bible this week. Luke chapter 1. I mean, I always use my Bible. I mean, just the physical one. <laughs> Not quite that much of a heretic just yet. Um, maybe one day. These are some words that the angel said to Mary. Do not be afraid, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. So, an angel comes to Mary, says, hey, you are going to get a baby in your tummy, just like you were all a baby in your tummy before you arrived here. But here's my question. Here's my question, kids. Where was Jesus before he got found in Mary's tummy? Go on, Dan. In heaven, okay. Did he have a human body in heaven? Oh, you got them. What do you think, Dan? Maybe. Maybe. 
I think not. You see, before he was Jesus, before he was Jesus, he was, a, he was the cosmic Christ that filled the whole of heaven and flung stars into space. Because in John chapter 1, it says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. So right at the beginning, there was a Christ... And that Christ became Jesus, if you like, in human form. Now, at this point, I was going to show you a Despicable Me video of Gru shrinking the moon. But the projector's got two red lights on it, so I can't. So there we go. But never mind. But there's a clip from Despicable Me where Gru goes up into space and shrinks the moon. And then these surfers all fall off because the waves stop working because the moon's shrunk and it's all very cool. But here's my question. Here's my question. How did... The man who flung the stars into space end up as a baby. How, and I don't mean how as in like, because I don't know how, but I mean I've just been pondering it a little bit. But it's actually more than that because do you know what you were before you were a baby? Before you were a baby, you were an embryo. And before you were an embryo, you were a blastocyst. And before you were a blastocyst, you were, you were a more ruler. And a more ruler is smaller than a single grain of salt. So there's lots of children here, so we won't go into details, but before anything else, you're a more ruler. Okay? The first thing you are in week day one of pregnancy is you are a more ruler, which is smaller than a grain of salt. It's literally two or three cells. So a more ruler is very, 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 very small. And as we go through this morning, I want to create my own list because I want to create a Christmas list based on the story, not based on our traditions, not based on our 21st century expectations, and not based on our consumer culture. Because when you look at some of the values of the early Christmas story, they are far removed from anything we know as actual Christmas in terms of what actually happens. So one of the things Christmas is, is about the creator of the universe Perhaps being reduced down to a Marula. The man who flung stars into space was reduced down to something smaller than a grain of salt. So the first word that I want to put on my Christmas list is this. Humility. And maybe... That's what Paul means when he writes to the Philippians and he says he made himself nothing. I mean, literally, almost nothing. And of course, the other thing about Christmas is Father God allows his son to be made nothing. So Father God allows that which is most precious and risks the care of that which is most precious to a couple of teenagers. A couple of teenagers. Mary was probably 14 years old, Joseph probably a few years older. But God allows the cosmic Christ to be reduced down to a marula and then says, hey, I'm going to give it to two teenage kids and they're going to look after him. So I'm going to add some more words onto my Christmas list. Loss. He didn't just lose him at Easter, he lost him at Christmas. Separation. Oh, these pens are rubbish. Separate, it's my writing actually. 
uh, sacrifice, risk. I mean, we're going to go on a journey in a minute, kids, and I'm going to need your help. Um, but I mean, can you imagine giving the most precious thing you had to a couple of teenagers? <laughs> well, some are better than others, but still. <laughs> But this is what God does at Christmas. He gives his most precious object to a couple of teenagers and says, hey, I want you to look after it. And then he doesn't make it easy for them because they have to go on a journey. Do you know how far Bethlehem is from Nazareth? It's 90 miles. 90 miles. So, of course, the story goes that Joseph has to go to his hometown of Bethlehem from Nazareth. So they walk, presumably, or maybe she had a donkey, who knows, 90 miles. That would have been somewhere between four and seven days' journey, depending as a minimum of six hours walking a day, if it was going to take seven days, whilst pregnant. Whilst carrying something that you realize is really precious. So, I want us. Who wants to take something very precious and delicate on a journey? Okay, come on then. So this is what we've got to do. All right, you need to be in pairs because somebody needs to be the donkey and somebody needs to be Mary. And Mary is going to carry something very precious and delicate around the room. Okay? Okay. You've got to be careful. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, no, that's not going well. All right, you're going to have to be really careful. Okay, because we don't want egg everywhere, do we? Oh, I saw that's making a mess. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Oh, flipping eggers. Oh, no, that's really making a mess. Okay, right. Who is going to be a donkey? Oh, lots of donkeys. Paul will be very proud. He loves donkeys. Um, who is going to ride on the back of a donkey? You want to ride it? Okay, so, well, or you could just carry it very carefully. What do you want to do? You can, but you need to find a donkey. Your dad's I over there, go ask him. You want to be a donkey? Okay, All right then. Maybe your dad could ride on your back. Are you sure I want to go on your back? Oh, you could go on, yeah, you could do that. Go then. All right. Ah, Oscar, very careful. Oh, donkey's coming. There you go, the donkey's coming. All right, so remember, super careful, okay? Okay, climb on your donkey. Be very, very careful. Oh, hold on tight. Oh, careful, careful, careful. Oh, all his donkeys coming. We need some donkeys. Oh, be careful, Oliver. Super careful, super careful. I'm going to put a hard Super careful. Do you want an answer? Super careful. Don't do what I did with it. Go on, you've got 90 miles to go. Crack on with it. <laughs> All right, just walk over here. Look, now Bethlehem's over here. Come on. Keep it careful. Do not drop the egg. 
Your donkey does not want egg all over him. Is this a donkey race? Oh, well done. Oh, careful, careful. Oh, we're going all the way around the room. All right, well, while they're going around, I can keep talking. That's great. Samantha, catch. <laughs> Tina, catch. Oh, this is good. Sharon. <laughs> Andy. Hey. They're all hard boiled. Okay, come on. Very good. Well done. Well done. Why no, you can keep it if you want. Keep it. Keep looking after it. Be very delicate with it. Very delicate. Okay. So. All right, you want to give it back? All right, task with time. You can keep it if you want, or you can give it to me back to me. Keep it. Okay. Be careful with it. I'll tell you what, give me it back for now. Aww. I love my eggy. I want to eat it right now. Because I don't want egg peel all over the place. Ta-da. Eggshell, rather. Very well done. Hey. <laughs> I've practiced with my daughter a lot. <laughs> She's taught me how to do it. Okay, here's my question. I wonder how much Mary was aware of who she carried. Now, she must have been a little bit aware because she knew an angel had turned up and she knew she had a baby and all the rest of it. But I wonder how she felt as she carried the baby, aware that this was something special, but probably not fully aware of the impact this baby would have on the world. I wonder how she managed as she traveled and carried the baby. I wonder what she felt when she slipped. I wonder what she felt when he didn't kick for a little while. I wonder the pressure she felt of caring for this child. I want to add another word to our list. I want to add this word. Trust. Think of the trust that Father God put in Mary and Joseph to look after the most precious thing on the face of the earth. He places his own son inside Mary and trusts her and Joseph to look after him and care for him. And he do not make it easy. First of all, she's got to walk 90 miles to get there. And then when she gets there, she is an unmarried mother and the only people are there are the in-laws. That means her mum was probably not there, her aunties were probably not there, her sisters were probably not there. She has to give birth and be a newborn mum with very little support all around her, other than some in-laws, and they may well have gone absolutely nowhere. We're not associating with you because that came a bit quick for our liking. So I want to add some more words. Challenging. Lonely. And one of the reasons I wanted to share these thoughts with you is I wanted to show you that there's very little about our Christmas that is biblical. 
Because the Christmas story is all about humility, loss, separation, sacrifice, risk, trust, challenge, and actually a, a lot of loneliness. I can't imagine Mary felt, I don't know what she felt, but, but from the story there was very little that was there. Much of our Christmas is a very modern construct built on a consumer mentality with very little of it rooted in the original story. But I want to finish with a few thoughts on a teenage girl carrying something very precious and Father God being willing to allow her to carry it. Because of course that scripture I read at the beginning is about Emmanuel, God with us. But of course Christmas was a prequel to Easter which is God in us. Mary, you see, Mary was a foreshadowing of you because Mary is carrying the Christ in her very being, which is just like you every moment of every day. But the key question for you is how aware you are of it and how much you know what you're carrying. I don't know how aware she was of what she was carrying, but perhaps if you knew what you carried, you might be more careful about how you carried it. You see, I, I, I've watched lots of pregnant ladies, especially lately, and I've seen how they carry themselves. Suddenly, they stop doing things they used to do to protect the baby. Suddenly, they start taking things they didn't used to take to protect the baby. They start going, I'm not going to go there. I'm not, you know, maybe if they were eight, eight, nine months pregnant, they'd be going, I'm not risking going out on there. I don't want to slip and fall and risk baby. And then I realized that we carry Christ all the time but I wonder what we do to become aware of it and I wonder how our awareness makes a difference to it because perhaps if we knew what we carried we might do some things a little bit differently and our approach to life might be a little bit different and one of my prayers this Christmas time is that we might all become more fully aware of exactly what we actually carry that we might be increasingly aware that in exactly the same way that Mary did we carry the life of Jesus everywhere, all the time. And my prayer is that our awareness of that might grow and grow and grow more and more. Because I think there's something about that that's really key for us. That we start to understand more and more. You are full of Jesus. You're full of him. And the challenge is just to become aware of it. That's the challenge. It's not like you need more of him or that you ain't got him. No, you've got him. You're carrying him in all his fullness. He's in, he's in the very essence of who you are. But perhaps we've got to keep journeying on knowing it as an actual reality, just like Mary did. She knew it as a reality. And it's my heart and prayer that we know it as an even greater reality.